the day and I'll go to school tomorrow. First impressions are incredibly important. Honey, you can make a wonderful first impression. Brenda, how could you? He was a jerk, okay? I've made my choice and I choose me. Hotel Connection Podcast listeners, welcome to 90210 Beverly Hills 90210 Podcast Retrospective Series. I am JT. Joining me as always is my partner on the show, Tim. Tim, how are you? I'm doing great, JT. And uh like how we're moving things along here in season one. We are cruising, my friend. Uh, I apologize. My voice is taking a beating lately, Tim. I'm a little under the weather, do yeah. a lot of talking. I, I could use a little hot tea with my dim sum and dim sum, I think. I think it was all that coke you snorted before the fashion show that you hosted last week. <laughs> That's it. it. threw me off. Really uh, made my voice a little gravelly. But uh, unbelievably yeah. enough, we are here at episode nine of Beverly Hills Now Tito and of our podcast. Are you excited about that? I'm very excited about this one, as a matter of fact. I'm excited yeah. about our our guest as well. Yeah, it's our yeah. Uh, continuing our trend of first-time guests here on the show. And uh, a rare guest that I don't I don't know if he was even alive during any of the time that the show was live on air. <laughs> but he has gone back to start watching it, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And that is our good friend, Mr. Logan Crossland. Logan, how are you? I'm doing great tonight, guys. Thanks for having me. How y'all doing tonight? Uh, doing well, my friend. Doing well. And, you know, w- this was a touch and go episode, Logan. Like, we were supposed to record a week ago, but then I, I fell mm-hmm. ill. Couldn't record. But you're on the road to being a father for the first time. This baby could come at any moment. Yeah, it could literally come any minute now. So um, I'm pretty sure it's going to come next Tuesday. But uh, well, we'll 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 see. Anything could happen, I guess. So, but um, right. yeah, that definitely definitely an, an impending uh, moment that's going to happen here pretty soon. All right, maybe we'll get we some could, drama on air. Yeah, we could have our yeah, own young we'll adult see. drama here. <laughs> Now, uh, Logan, like we always ask of our uh, guests, can you take a moment and just explain your history or lack thereof with Beverly Hills Now to Two and Up? Yeah, um, I I know y'all have talked about it in the chats throughout the years, um, just talking about it and how much I love it and stuff like that. And I've always kind of wanted to catch on and uh, watch it and kind of see what y'all are all talking about, see how good it was. Um, but when y'all started this podcast, I was like, I kind of want to be on that eventually. So um, I, I started it right about the time that y'all started the podcast. And uh, I've gotten to about episode 10, which is the episode after the one we're talking about tonight. Um, but I'm slowly watching through it as y'all guys are going through it. But um, like you said, I wasn't born for uh, at least the beginning of this show. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I'm, I've enjoyed it so far. And I'm looking forward to talking to one uh, we watched for this episode. So um, definitely, definitely, definitely have enjoyed it so far. All right, so you're definitely our cleanest slate. Our, our buddy Grooney, who was on a few episodes ago, kind of similar to you, had never watched it and has been plowing through. Uh, but I think you're you're definitely like the first guest we've had that's like really got very limited experience in watching the show. So just, t- you know, 10 episodes into your now to 2 and fandom. It's exciting uh, to have you here. Uh, Tim, before we get started, you want to, as usual, talk about our favorite Instagram account? Yeah, so check out uh, BH90210 Restored on Instagram. That is the Instagram account name. Uh, So when you're watching these old episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 on your preferred streaming service or even on DVD, you might be thinking, "Uh, this music doesn't sound quite right. There's something wonky going on here. I don't remember 
hearing this when I watched the show back in my my glory days. Well, that's because like many old shows, all of those uh, songs have been replaced. So you will not hear the popular contemporary music of the time when you listen, when you watch this back on streaming. Unfortunately, that's all, you know, crappy substitute songs. Well, this Instagram account has endeavored to uh, reinsert the original music into the scenes from this show as it was originally presented. So, um, you know, like most Instagram accounts, it's it's not super, it's not like a, a an organized website or anything. You, you know, you got to scroll back to the, uh, way back to the beginning to get to season one, because this, this person who we are not affiliated with in any way, we just like to shill the site um, because it's kind of fun. Um, has been just taking this on as a project. They're about, I don't know, halfway through season five now, uh, reinserting that music into the show. And you want to go back to uh, season one where we're at. Not a whole lot of opportunities, I feel like, for um, for music to, to be placed back in season one. We didn't get a, a lot of um, super popular songs, I feel like, as we're learning ourselves and, and watching the show back and and um delving into some of the trivia but um that's really going to heat up as we go like into season two and three um some hot music of the early 90s that you're missing out on so mm. check out bh90210 restored uh on instagram if you're curious what that original music was all right well done my friend uh, and also well done is our episode tonight that we're going to dive into the gentle arts of listening originally aired on december 6th 1990 on the eve of my 10th birthday gentlemen so after 10 the next day very uh excited i'm sure i was not watching at the time but maybe somewhere deep in my heart i knew uh also uh, a note i believe it's our first time just checking here yes it's our first episode to not feature a very prominent character Mm. Mr. Jim Jim Walsh is not in this episode. James, Eckham. that's right. Yeah, absent here. Uh, we just get we do get Cindy briefly, mm-hmm. but not a strong elder Walsh presence in this one. Correct. Uh, so our rating is an eight. So we actually get quite a bump here up um, back to kind of mid mid first run uh, levels after a little bit of dip over the last couple around the Thanksgiving holiday. So still hanging in. Still yeah, not doing bad. okay. All right, let's dive right in. And we get a fun start. We kind of get a big cheer display, rocking the quad. The students are jamming. We've got Spirit Week going on. Brandon uh, shows up and he's wearing this. I don't even know how to describe this hat. <laughs> I know. It's At first, I thought it was a fedora, but it's like a backward. He's wearing it backwards. It's like a hybrid baseball cap fedora. I think it's a beret. Obviously, I thought it was a beret. Yeah, that's but it I was, was like two But it's backwards. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like a. It wasn't flat like a beret. Mm-hmm. No, unless he, I mean, unless it was just laying on his head that way because it was backwards or I don't uh-huh. know. It was it the most ridiculous like, hat of all time. <laughs> it, it almost looks like an army hat, like, a, like, mm-hmm. like you'd see like a sergeant wearing and like a movie or like it's, but it's blue. It's like Navy blue. It's really, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really odd hat. And he's otherwise dressed rather square. I mean, the way that Brandon normally is dressed, except for that. And so it's just, it's very at odds with the rest of his look. So that one, you know, you have. I would put this hat up there with Jackie Taylor's phone as the most, (laughs) 
like <laughs> confusing <laughs> article thing we've seen. Yes. Uh, like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't. I don't know what's confused me more: the fax machine computer thing, or this hat. <laughs> um, I don't know. Definitely it took me like <laughs> I spent so much time trying to figure it out. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. <clears throat> like, I think Kevin James look at that hat, and be like, I'm not wearing that shit. Like, that's how fucking. <laughs> That's how sure. fucking weird looking it is. Like it's, I don't think it's a beret because it's it's blockier. It's it's like it's like a hat. It's I, I don't know. It's it's like it's something like of... a. It's like one of the Three Stooges would wear it if they were playing a baker in a skit. You know what I mean? Like it, like it looked like that, like a baker's hat. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It kind of looked like one of those army hats that you're talking about, but it looks like he kind of wore it backwards instead of like to the side, right. like they do. So it was, yeah, it's definitely like the weirdest thing. It very shocking to start the episode for sure. It was like off-putting. <laughs> it's like I pitched like Arlie Ermy, like you know that is like like yes. him wearing that hat. Like that's if it was a like camouflage. I don't know. It's very very disturbing hat for sure. But he's feeling it. He's digging himself, and he's feeling one of the cheerleaders is kind of giving him vibes. Uh, yeah. from the pyramid as they're dancing. And then we see another kind of more reserved uh, female co-ed off to the side, kind of crushing on Brandon. Like she's kind of giving him the eyes. So an intriguing star. I'd say it's, I'd say it's the most random intriguing star to an episode we've had to him. Like it felt very um, already felt like it was going to be a different episode just from the way it started. Yeah. It almost feels like, I don't know, like a cold open. And so like, just, you don't know where this is going at all. Um, I, certainly this i mean do they say it's homecoming it can't be homecoming because it's like christmas uh i don't know maybe well, not in the universe um, of the show it's like spirit week. it's like spirit uh, week. yeah yeah it's like rival week right because it's like mm-hmm. them versus they're playing their rivals or whatever so it's like a yeah, big yeah. annual so, yeah so that part is like relatable enough but then it's like okay is this going to be a, a brandon love interest episode and you know he's he's got eyes for this cheerleader who's who seems to be reciprocating but who's this other chick and it's setting you up to think it's going to be a brandon episode right yeah it was interesting star logan for sure yeah i was a you get super 90s right off the bat with the uh (laughs) the cheerleading sweaters and the just Mm -hmm. having the pep rally and the quad and all that but yeah i i didn't really know if they were the the hat just threw me off for at least a couple of minutes to start the episode (laughs) but um uh but yeah i didn't know if they were going for like a stalker angle or something like that to start off this one but yeah it was kind of a weird open and you didn't really know where the episode was going for sure all right well we see a David and Scott in the booth for the first time since David won the gig to be the uh, radio host of the campus. So they're hyping up this big grudge week and they're making a, a prank call, but they Scott bungles it. So mm-hmm. they fuck up their first big attempt at the, I think they were prank calling the other school, I guess. It yeah. seems like that's what they're doing. But, uh, so, but go, it kinda Scott. Scott fucks it up as usual. <laughs> um, but we kind of set the tone like that. David's going to be the voice of campus now. Like when we're doing things on campus, we're probably going to hear him almost like narrating what's going on. So, it's kind of what we establish here. Uh, Donna makes a joke about Kelly losing her virginity in the seventh grade. So that's uh, out of the gate. We get uh, rare Donna, Donna line in here. Uh, that one's going to be a little bit rough and in, in yeah. light of later revelations. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kelly says what? She lost something in the seventh grade. He goes, that uh, yeah. She, yeah, she yeah, implies yeah. it without saying it, but it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then Dylan's getting some more lines though she um 
she's stepping up in the world here in this uh, show. She not only is in random scenes, now she has a few random lines an episode. So we're getting there. Uh, so then Dylan's on the scene uh, for the first time in a bit. I feel like we haven't seen him lately. I feel like he's been kind of yeah. 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 So uh, Dylan is is just sort of in the uh, just sort of in the crowd. He he and Steve are just chatting with Brandon. Steve has an interesting look in that scene as well. Um, it's sort of like uh, it, it it's you know not a sweater vest because this is before the era of the sweater <laughs> yes. vest. But it's like. It's kind of that same style, except it has sleeves. Um, so it's sort of a, just like a button-up sweater almost that he's wearing over right. a, a turtleneck. It's it's a very weird look. Very preppy, very preppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Dylan, like like Brandon's kind of like, don't tell me you're into this like Grudge Week shit. And he's like, kind of like, ah, the girls are all full of pep this week, and yeah, it's not, not not the worst week to come out here and scout uh, scout some chicks out on the quad. Uh, and then they kind of notice the uh, that girl. Uh, I fucking Brandon from the side again that we saw earlier. So um, they kind of play it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's her deal? Um, it, she seems like uh, she's she's attracted to him, but too shy to talk to him. Uh, Brandon is later going to be complaining about this with uh, Cindy, who's like, oh, she just has a crush. Brandon does mm-hmm. seem to know that she's a freshman. So he's put mm. off by that. Um, you got to keep in <laughs> mind as well that our our main characters are meant to be juniors this first season. You know, oh, they, right. they let her, they're going to retcon that. But, but uh, just picture like Brandon's a junior and, you know, this random freshman girl is is hitting on him. Yeah, and he's aggravated by it. We do see him bitching to Cindy uh, in the kitchen the next morning or, or later that day. She thinks it's kind of cute. And Brandon's like, no. Oh, like it's too young. Like I don't need this shit. Basically, uh, then we get kind of emo. Brenda comes in, and she's basically like, "I want more." Uh, you know, I, like I want more than just like Kelly and Donna shopping and talking about Kelly losing her virginity and all this stuff. She's like, "I'm looking for something more substantial." So Brandon says, "Well, why don't you work with Andrea on the helpline? Like she does this after school. It could be a cool idea." And Brenda, Brenda gives the uh, Andrea Zuckerman. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how she's still kind of an outsider here. Uh, Logan, what's, what's your thoughts on this kind of leading up to uh, Brandon recommending the the love line for uh, Andrea uh, for Brandon to work with Andrea? Um, yeah, I, I I thought you know the way she was just like Andrea Zuckerman. I can't be caught caught dead with her, you know. So, um, and when they called it the rap line at first, I was like, is she about to join some like hip hop group or something like that? <laughs> but I just didn't get what the uh, terminology was. But uh, yeah, well, you're a little I, young I for uh, for team yeah, help for telephone right? for landlines. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought, you know, just seeing uh, having to see Brenda and Andrea uh, kind of, t- you know, be in the same little area for a little bit was a, definitely an interesting uh, way to go. And I, I was interested to kind of see where it goes because they're so polar opposites. So um, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of uh, excited to see where it went. But yeah. And it's interesting because Brenda then goes to Andrea to like sign up, and Andrea kind of gives her the Del Boca Vista. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no houses to rent at all at Del Boca Vista. Uh, she's kind of like, oh, you know, like uh, it's not really for you, and mm. you know, uh, there's a long, there's three month training, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's, I don't, I don't know. Like, she really is like trying to get Brenda off of this idea. 
Yeah, you get the impression she she doesn't hold Brenda in the highest esteem, which I don't know that she has a reason to think this way, but maybe she just looks at her as, you know, Brandon's sort of goofy sister. I, I don't know. I mean, like, they are the same age. They're in the same grade. They presumably are taking a lot of the same classes. But to Logan's point, we really haven't seen any one-on-one time between Andrea Andrea and Brenda. So, <laughs> and then she is, looks um, at her almost like another Kelly, yeah, Donna, just, superficial. Mm-hmm. Like she'll show up for a day just to like feel good and then quit. Like you know, what I mean, like not willing to put in the work, kind of kind of girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll just kind of sit in the corner and be like, "Oh man, I'm too good for this. I'm not coming back." So you know, yeah, I think she just kind of sees her as like Kelly's buddy, and she sees Kelly in a certain way, so she kind of thinks Brenda's kind of in that same camp. Yeah, we heard how her thoughts on Kelly in the uh, fashion show episode. Um, so yeah, I just it did remind me of the double of I was laughing. <laughs> like, there's not anywhere to rent all the double of Um All right, so we cut we cut over to the teen line now, the rap line where Brenda's observing. Uh, Andre, Andrea's first call is a kid whose parents caught him jerking off. Apparently, um, she's trying to talk him through that. It's a very intense scene in the phone line room. Like they're getting some heavy calls. And Andrea's kind of hating on Brenda, like tells the supervisor Brenda shouldn't be taking call or I'm sorry, Brenda gets a call and it's from Kelly. Who's like, kind of like, all right, when you get out of there, come on, like enough. And Andrea kind of like right in front of Brenda is like, Brenda, we, I told her she wasn't supposed to get personal calls here. So Andrea's like still out on Brenda being any part of this. Yeah. A little bit of confirmation bias here at action here in action. I feel like, um, you know, it's not really, I don't know. I guess it sort of is Brenda's fault. I mean, how how would Kelly know to get in touch with <laughs> Brenda there? She hadn't right. told her. Like, maybe mm-hmm. you keep your mouth shut, Brenda. Don't don't tell your 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 friend that you're um gonna be doing this if you don't want her <laughs> fucking it up for you. Well, and then Brenda says like her cover story is that Kelly needed the address mm-hmm. um, to come right. pick her up, but she never said the address on the phone. That, I would have been like, she a never fucking liar, <laughs> like, you know, just whatever. She would have said I'm confirming the address, but uh-huh. so she plays it off that Kelly is uh, just needed to confirm where to pick her up at the end yeah. of the day, but nobody buys it. And uh, Kelly does say the big drama um, is that Donna wanted a nose job and her mm-hmm. mom was having a meltdown, so. They needed her there for that. And Brenda kind of gives the, like, this is a real problem, not that bullshit feeling. <laughs> Do you think this is her real mom, Felice, or is this the fake mom that we saw in the fashion show episode? <laughs> I think it's still the fake mom. That's my guess. Still the fake mom. Yeah. You think Felice would be all in on the nose job? I think Felice would break her fucking nose if she was mad at her, not just, like, <laughs> yelling and meltdown. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I love that John pointed out that it was the fake mom in the first episode that she was saying that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Now, speaking of uh, getting caught jerking off, we go to the peach pit <laughs> where Brandon sure. hears like moaning from the kitchen and Nat's like getting like, a rub and tug in the back. He's sitting <laughs> in a chair by some boxes and this uh, very attractive young lady is, is rubbing him down and he's like moaning. The customers could hear the moaning. It's an odd choice uh, that mm-hmm. he's going through. And uh, this uh, woman explains to Brandon that she's doing acupressure. So in uh, mm-hmm. kind of massaging that, using acupressure, he's feeling good. And Brandon's kind of like, all right, he's showing a little intrigue. And she says, you know, you're next. And he's like, oh, I can't right now. Whatever, whatever. 
Um, so what, um, <laughs> what did you expect to happen in that kitchen when you heard the moaning, Tim? Uh, definitely, definitely, uh, Nat taking somebody to pound town. I, <laughs> I kind of vaguely remember, <laughs> which is quite the visual I know. Um, and by the way, I've, this is very random, but I, uh, I, I've been watching a good bit of, uh, Columbo lately with, with my parents, um, which it's kind of their favorite thing to watch on Saturday nights, cozy TV, check it out. But, um, Anyway, I've gotten very familiar with the character of uh, Columbo and his portrayal by Peter Falk. And I think that Nat kind of low-key remind not the character, but just appearance-wise, kind of reminds me of Columbo. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, every Nat scene, scene, I'm expecting him to be like, and one more thing, you can't <laughs> be too specific about mayonnaise. You know, just do this whole... There are some similarities, for sure. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, this is uh, his his um, kind of hired help. I don't know what was her backstory. This is we'll, we'll get to the backstory in a second. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a former former employee of the Peach Pit for sure. Uh huh. And she is um, well, she has a flirtation with Brandon. So mm-hmm. take a shot, older woman. Um, you know, <laughs> making eyes at Brandon. They love him. This is Robinson. What did you mm-hmm. think of this, uh, Logan? Did you get excited seeing that getting rubbed down? <laughs> um i definitely i definitely expected to get him seen in a, a compromising position when he uh when brandon got back to the kitchen but uh yeah i definitely wasn't expecting him to be getting a massage or anything like that but yeah it was definitely a a weird moment and i was like what the hell is going on back there but um yeah it was it was definitely a funny little moment to, uh for all the people in the peach pit to be here and all the moaning going on but yeah i enjoyed that a good bit <laughs> We get a lot of tension continues with Andrea and Brenda in the in the rap line. Uh, and then Brenda gets left behind. Uh, Kelly's supposed to pick her up, leaves her hanging, and uh, it's due to Donna's mom's meltdown over the nose job. So, you know, Kelly calls like, I'm sorry, I'm on my way. You know, we, everything's a fucking mess here. Basically, you're going to have to wait. So then the phone rings again, and Brenda thinks it's Kelly again. So she picks up and is like, you know, what the hell? Like, I'm mad still. And it ends up being someone in need calling the actual rap line. Mm-hmm. And it it feels like it's coming from, I thought it was going to be Brandon's stalker, like the freshman girl. And it felt that yeah. way at first, the way she was talking. Mm-hmm. So I think they did it. If they were trying to throw people off, they did a good job on that by um, making her sound like that girl looked. If that makes sense. Like, because she's no, talking yeah, about I, a guy she goes to school mm-hmm. with that she's going to crush on and like all this other stuff. It felt like that's where it was headed. Yeah, because you're sort of trying to connect the dots. What's what's this girl's deal? Why is she so it, it seemed like she was more than shy. Right. The way that right. she was looking at Brandon and then running away uh, that that there was a story there and you're going, OK, where is this leading? It's like, ah, mm-hmm. OK, so she must be the mystery caller. But um, hmm, yeah, this will take some different turns. Uh, but uh brenda i don't know she handles herself pretty well on this first phone call at least yeah the girl basically says like i told this guy to stop he, and she doesn't know like she thinks maybe she was raped uh it, it almost sounds and i feel bad for saying this because of how intense it gets mm-hmm. at first it mm-hmm. almost sounded like a prank call in a horror movie like maybe it's me just having done that <laughs> uh, scary movie mm-hmm. i guess or whatever but like it almost felt like almost over the top with the way she's doing it the actress 
keeps doing it. It was like a little heavy handed, you know, like, I don't know. I told him to stop. Like, it's just very, the inflection really made it feel almost more comedic for a moment than serious. I think they get away from it, thankfully, but early Mm -hmm. on, it almost felt too much. I don't know. What do you think, Logan, of her vocal inflection? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like it was over the top, but uh, what, whatever was lost in that, uh, Brenda brought brought back with the emotion and intensity on her end. So I think I think she did a good job with it, at least. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely can get where you're coming from. I think we're just more used to these days when you when you see a scene like that, it often is satirical or played for mm-hmm. laughs uh, because you know, you've kind of gotten away from the pure melodrama that this type of show really is um, in 1990. So yeah, the, that inflection is definitely used in stuff like, you know, scary movie and even scream, which, you know, is not a parody, but opens with sort of that crank call that escalates. It's presented in kind of the same way. So yeah, they, they use those same um, tricks, whether it's genuine or, or, um, meant to be ultimately played for laughs. And more often these days, it's it's played for laughs when we get a scene like that. Mm-hmm. So Kelly finally shows up, and Brenda's kind of beating herself up for not being qualified. Uh, she felt like she knew the caller's voice, but she kind of let her down. Kelly's basically like, you know, you did, you did your best. Like, you did okay. It's, you know, it, 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 we'll figure it out. We'll get through it. Uh, we found out that Cindy was inspired by Brenda's volunteering and decided to volunteer at the recycling center. So we get that yeah. little tidbit in there. So Cindy's uh, still trying to kind of find her meaning. And then we go back to the spirit pep rally where David's leading the charge. Who is again, has come up from nerdy outcast, you know, freshman or whatever he was, so- freshman, sophomore. So now, you know, really kind of almost being the voice of the campus leading pep rallies, has been mm-hmm. a quick turn for him over the course of a few months. So this radio gig has been a, a godsend for his social career. Kind of a godsend for the character, too, because in yeah. episodes where he doesn't naturally fit into the storyline, uh, you can just sort of plug in a, oh, we need David to deliver some exposition for the episode mm-hmm. or set something up or just be the voice of West Beverly. You know, just it, it gets him some exposure that he otherwise probably wouldn't. Yeah, we need Steve to say something witty towards him or something like that. Mm-hmm. that just having him in there, that gives him this gives him a role, and I think he kind of fits well into it. So I, I'm glad they gave him something. Agreed, and he's got the voice for it. Like it, it works mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. All right, so Brandon's with Steve, and we found out this girl's name was Nina, and he's talking up the massage he got. He says she uh, rubbed the balls of my feet, and <laughs> uh, you know it was uh, insane. Like he feels real good. He's loose. Steve thinks she wants the the Brandon D, but uh, Brandon says she's too old. She's 23. And yeah. Steve's like, you're, you're too hooked on the age thing, man. Like, you're going to fuck it up. He's like, she's into you. Go go get it. You know, basically. So the massages can be yours. Brenda goes to talk to Andrea. Andrea assumes she's quitting. Like, just big bitch energy from Andrea all through this. She's like, hey, you tried. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's okay. Like, a lot of people try and quit. And Brenda's like, no. And Brenda never gets to tell her what she wanted to tell her because Andrea is just being so shitty about the whole thing. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, she was kind of a biatch in this one, for sure. <laughs> I mean, she's not even allowed. Andrea yet. Yeah, yeah. She, she's not even letting Brenda explain her. She won't even let Brenda finish her sentence. I mean, that's 
just stepping all over her. Yeah, yeah, this is this is not not the Andre we've known so far. She's definitely a little power trippy over this. And um, again, and we know her issue has always been kind of looking down on this mm-hmm. the standard California type. And she's just lumping Brenda in with the type of person she's just not a fan of at the school. Like that's here to fuck around instead of like her who's there to do better and, and get herself a scholarship so she can move on out of uh, her mm-hmm. you know grandmother's house. Right. So we're back to the peach pit. Nina is explaining to Brandon what a sensory deprivation chamber is. Uh, we get some flirting. We get some peach pie talk, which definitely feels like heavy handed euphemisms uh, as they're going on about it. Brandon uh, asked Nat, he's like, you know, what's the deal with Nina? And he says, Nina was a wild child back in the day. So Brandon's even more peaked now. He's like, he knows Nina was kind of wild. Now she's in here talking about senses and deprivation and you know, talking about eating pie, like Brandon's definitely <laughs> turned the corner and starting to, you know, I think he's got Steve on his shoulder and he's starting to think, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's worth taking a shot. So this is where I have the question. Then I'll, I'll pose the question to you guys. Uh, Brandon earlier in his conversation with Steve says, oh, she's this older woman. She couldn't possibly be interested in me. She's got to be like 23. <laughs> and I took that as a, as a funny line because she's actually meant to be, much older than that and 23 to him to his frame of reference is like an older woman for right. you know a 16 year old mm-hmm. but how old do you think this character nina is, is actually meant to be i would have in said in, a, in her mid-20s i didn't think she was that far removed from being i don't know being around i would have guessed for, yes. 25 maybe Maybe late twenties, early thirties at most, but I'm I'm kind of with JT, kind of mid twenties. I skew a bit higher just because of all the new agey stuff. It it seems like something you'd you get into when you're a little bit older. Um, no, see, I feel like she's like was a wild child, went to college, and got like kind of hippie, and then got into it. Yeah, like kind of mm-hmm. got into the like, and, and we see later like yeah. Kind of meets a guy that maybe he was into it, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Like that's I, that's I the other part. Of that it, yeah. Yeah. It's it's that later revelation that I think right. maybe influences my thinking that she's a and not like super. I'm just thinking like more like thirty than closer to thirty than twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I thought he was right. I thought I would have guessed like twenty three to twenty five. She doesn't look that old. No, she doesn't look that old. Mm, absolutely All right, so brenda shows back up the train she's not quitting yet uh we're back to the the pitch pit where nina you know they're still flirting talk about holistic health she's very erotically eating the pie mm-hmm. and then she asked brandon basically if she could give him like an erotic shower uh where she puts some kind of lotion on them and then you know wants to practice her massaging and pressure points and all this other stuff and uh, Brandon's starting to crack. You can see he's like, all right. Like, Nita's given the heavy press on wanting him at the house in the shower for this uh, practice routine. Um, I just have written down, oh, God, Brandon's B-plot for a lot of this. Because <laughs> I just, in any other episode, it, I, I guess it's no more offensive than anything else. It's some of those goofy, you know, side stories, the, the B plots that, and we've talked about this before where it's one of the Walsh children will get something kind of heavy 
and the other one gets uh, something a little bit lighter to to take mm-hmm. the edge off. And I guess that's what they're doing with. Um, oh yeah, with this here, I just mm-hmm. I don't know that it's it's probably not the best companion to what Brenda's dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Just in terms <laughs> of the subject matter, right? She's like, oh, Brandon, can I please tra- train on my herbal wraps with you and stuff like mm-hmm. that? It's just weird. <laughs> you would never uh, taken that offer, Logan, to the erotic shower? <laughs> <laughs> I, in high school, if somebody came up to me like that, probably, yeah, sure. You <laughs> also take that offer, I'm not going to lie, but it was, uh, it, was, it was interesting for sure. And it's definitely continuing. This is like our, what, it's going to be the like fourth episode in a row now where we've fell into this, like, Mm-hmm. The Walsh kids split, like you said. One kind of gets the heavy story. One gets the kind of the comedic one the to bullshit. offset. Yeah. Mm. So it's definitely become a thing lately. Uh, all right. So Brenda gets kind of blown up on the spot when her caller calls back and asks for her. And she apologizes. She's sorry. She And she she gives it back to Andrea. She's like, I tried to fucking tell you. And you, you, you basically were a piece of shit to me. And you would love to <laughs> Right. <laughs> And I think Andrea realizes, so she shuts up. And the supervisor mm-hmm. basically says, all right, Brenda, you t- take the call. Um, and Bre- Brenda does a good job here. Like, you know, she handles it. She's struggling a bit. She gets a little pushy at times, but she's trying to navigate through, uh, which sounds like another date rape occurrence happened again for this poor girl. Mm-hmm. And she's she's kind of going off of these cue cards that the sponsor mm-hmm. is handing her. And she's doing a good job of, not sounding like she's reading off of the card as she, you know, reads right. off the card and she's mm-hmm. being very empathetic. So I guess the show is trying to get across. Maybe she has a knack for this. And yeah. and I think through her performance, it's, it's pretty convincing. Are you convinced Logan of her, uh, Brenda being a good listener here? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I like, like Tim said, she, you know, she has the cue cards, but I think she does a pretty good job of handling herself and kind of, you know, making it sound natural. And she does get a little bit pushy, like you said, but, um, I think she's really just trying to help this girl and try to figure out where she is. And, you know, she really just wants to help and try and figure out how to get, get this to kind of stop and figure out if she can help her outside of this and maybe, you know, call the police or something like that. So I think she's just trying to uh, really, really get in there and help, help a lot to this girl that really obviously really needs help. So the next morning, Andrea gives Brenda some props on the call, kind of restarts things, uh, you know, and Andrea kind of takes a shit on like the pep rally that's going on. And Brenda, Brenda gets a big lie. She goes, how do you get away with being the editor of the paper? when you have so much contempt for the student body? And it's true. Like Andrea is actually very holier than thou. And Brenda's, like, not here for it. She's like, look, like, it's a bunch of kids in high school. Like, this is what they do. Like, yeah. at pep rallies and school spirit and, you know, rage weeks and all this other stuff. And, like, you're just, you know, kind of shitting on all of it from your perch. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, Andrea kind of admits that Brenda maybe does have a knack for this and did a nice job the night before. So they're kind of on the same page now. All right, so we find out that Brandon Stalker's name is Lucy, and uh, she's still kind of looking on, and Scott walks up to her and says, hey, Lucy, and she runs away. So mm-hmm. Scott's kind of bummed. He's thinking, all right, well, made my shot, my shot. Lucy wants no part of me. Uh, <laughs> while Lucy's been eyeing Brandon, we still think maybe she could be the caller, so a lot going on here. Brandon finds Dylan and asks him, he's like, look, you've dated oh, a lot a lot of older women, right? And Dylan's like, uh, yeah, all right, maybe. He's still calling him Minnesota here, by the way. Uh-huh. And he, uh, 
you know, Brandon's like, so, like, do you sleep over after? And Dylan's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they like it. And he's like, what about my mom? And Dylan's like, I'm, I'm sure you'll figure it out. And then he's like, well, what do you say in the morning? And Dylan's like, how about some coffee? You know, that I thought that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of their back and forth that they have where Dylan's kind of the, again, a little bit more experienced giving Brandon the tips. Uh, but I, Dylan's like so annoyed here. He's like, just wants to get the fuck away from this conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Logan. <laughs> what, what did you make of this one? I, I uh, again, I just, oh God, this B plot. It's just, it's just amazing how far on the end of each spectrum they are. Like Dylan's so mm-hmm. cool, and Brandon's such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> So it's just like, oh, what, what do I say to her? Do I say that? You know, and Dylan just plays it off so cool. Like, oh, yeah, man, you totally do that. But I, I love this scene. I thought it was hilarious. They're charming enough. And, and they have, again, that great chemistry that we've remarked on in the past that it, it kind of makes this whole thing um, work in a way that's not sort of sort of gross. Again, contrasted with uh, what. Uh, Brenda's storyline is um, so I, I almost wonder if they're setting that up on purpose is it like oh Brenda's um, dealing with this really heavy situation and Brandon's totally oblivious to what's going on with her while he's basically crushing on this older woman like lining up to get statutorily raped <laughs> essentially like I mean <laughs> not that that's funny but it's it's very much played for laughs, his story versus uh, Brenda's. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's got to be a deliberate contrast. It's not very tasteful. But, again, this this whole exchange with Dylan is uh, sort of smooths it over, I thought. Um, just because, I mean, Luke Perry is, you know, so cool, so confident. You don't think of him as a child in this scenario. He's just a right. cool dude who sleeps with older women. Like he's not a high school <laughs> student. What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> so at the end of the scene is an interesting bit because Dylan bumps into the cheerleader we saw from the beginning. The yes. one that was kind of given Brandon the eyes uh on the spirit week. So not the not the shy girl, but the cheerleader. And she kind of says sorry or whatever. And we hear her voice and it's clearly her Who's been mm. calling Brenda? So we get the reveal here that it's this cheerleader because she, you know, it's obviously the same voice. So we ho- we go back to the Walsh house. Brandon sets up Cindy for his cover story for banging with Nina and sleeping over. Kind of <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to be out late tonight. I'm going to the library after work and I got to be up early. And Cindy's like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, go away. <laughs> like, or whatever you're going to do, buddy. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where Brandon's almost like over explaining himself, but he could just shut up and be fine. Uh, right. And Cindy's cool with it, so he's he's good to go. He's locked and loaded to go to Nina's palace shortly. Uh, we go back to the rap line room where Brenda's waiting for the call, <clears throat> and then uh, we hear, uh, I guess the supervisor was Carol. So Carol, mm-hmm. this is the choice. So this woman runs a <clears throat> teen <laughs> helpline for. People in need, girls are getting raped. Like, like, there's all this stuff going on. Yeah. And Carol says, Hey, girls, 16 year olds, are you cool on the dark campus by yourself if I head out? And Andrea's like, Yeah, we're just waiting for the bus. And then she leaves. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why would you leave these two young girls alone 
on the campus. Like you, all you do all night is take calls from girls, you know, that are having struggles, like with stuff mm-hmm. going on. And like, you're just leaving them there. Like what the fuck kind of faculty supervisor are you? And especially outside where she knows the building has been locked up. Like they have to bang on the door mm-hmm. for the the cleaning guy to open it back up and, and let them in. Not because anything happens, but because they're expecting this call. Like, yeah, it's, it's a choice. I don't know. In Carol's defense, which I, I can't muster much. There is a line about her working like a 16 hour days or something. So, I don't know. She's exhausted, had a brain fart. It just wants to get out of there. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely not a good look though. Yeah, so definitely. A bad, definitely a bad choice for sure. I, I guess is, is it like a government building that they're in? I, maybe that's why no, I, I think it's a school. I think it's the oh, campus. Okay. It's a school. Okay. I got you. Uh, yeah. Yeah I, not, sure. yeah. I got you. I think it's a campus thing. I think they're, I think it's on the high school. So no. I think I don't know. What do you? What well, do you think? it, it can't be because uh, Brenda's story earlier, right, was that she needed to give Kelly directions to pick her up. When oh, Kelly, true. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, if it's the school, then Kelly knows, obviously. But uh, I mean, not that that was a true story, but obviously, this is somewhere nearby enough that it's like probably within walking distance to the school. Mm-hmm. I would think because Brenda has no trouble getting there. Well, they're taking um, the bus, so maybe, it's like, maybe she took, yeah. I guess that it's assumed it was like some kind of shuttle. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was at the school, but you're right. Yeah, so it, it's definitely an ex- auxiliary building. Mm-hmm. It just seems real questionable that that. Oh yeah, be, it's still it's still fucked up for sure. Sixteen <laughs> year olds um, alone on mm-hmm. in the dark. Yeah, it's almost worse. I, I mean, I thought it was at school and still questionable, but then it's like in some random business oh, yeah. office park mm-hmm. or something. It's it just dips out on them. Way worse. Mm-hmm. Way worse. Uh, so Brenda convinces Andrea to go back inside. She's like, look, she calls every night between 10 and 1030. It's just after 10. Like she could need us and we're out here. Andrea fights it at first, but then kind of Brenda appeals to her and is like, no, you're right. We should go in just in case, because we don't want to be not there for her. So they bang on the door. Mm-hmm. So the cleaning people will let them in. Uh, we go to Nina's house uh, for Brandon's big visit. It in comes creepy ass Richard. Uh, Nina's like, oh yeah, you know Richard loves the way this apartment is, or whatever she says. And Brandon's both his penis and his heart break at the same time <laughs> when old Richie pops his head in, uh, and he goes, <laughs> and like, I guess Tim, this is why you thought Nina was old, because Richard's clearly Richard's old. pretty, yeah, he's. He's like in his forties. It's like middle like. age, yeah. But that's what made it more reassuring to me that she was young, like that she young girl out of college or something, and like kind of fell for this older guy who's into this holistic stuff and got wrapped mm-hmm. into it. We know yeah. she was a wild child, so she may be into like the daddy thing. So like I feel like um, this kind of speaks to her being like younger and why she's like so into this maybe he's like a cult leader and they're trying to like they haven't actually started the cult yet it's just it's just her and the husband and they're trying to recruit brandon into the cult (laughs) it felt that way because that's kind of the vibe i got yeah (laughs) well then there's a great line where he gives them she gives him a book and she goes we give this to all of our special friends oh okay yeah it's a great line by nita all of our special friends just rubbing it in to brandon that he ain't there to get it in he's there because he's a special friend <laughs> he's gonna deal with some seaweed rap bullshit with big dick looking on from the middle of the room 
<laughs> I like the way you put that rap on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, he's definitely sitting in the corner, you know, looking on with a smile <laughs> as they practice. All right. So, Weird. Andre and Brenda are about to give up, but in comes the call uh, just as they're leaving. So, and this one's much more hostile and angry. Like, she goes right at Brenda this time, saying it happened again. I'm sure you're into it. Uh, this time the guy's friend was part of it too. So it's like a two on one and you must be liking it. You're a pervert. Like she's like taking her anger out on Brenda. Yes. And then Brenda is talking to Andrea and the caller hears her and she's like, what the hell? Like you told someone else and what's her name? And Brenda tells her her Andrea's full name. Like Mm -hmm. I would have been pissed. She's like Andrea Zuckerman. (laughs) Like I would have been fucking livid if like, yeah. Like this feels like it's supposed to be an anonymous thing, or at the very least, just like a, a general first name. Like not here's right. my full information. <laughs> well, the caller slams the phone down <laughs> at the well, mention of Audrey. Yeah, she basically knows her. I'm so, like, yeah, I'm pissed. surprised Audrey didn't smack her in the back of the head. Like, what the hell, man? You just threw me under the bus. Well, it was Brenda's payback, I guess, for Andrea's yeah, earlier so. being a jerk earlier, but <laughs> it, it was like. Yeah, I would have been bad. Like, mm-hmm. this girl's getting attacked by two guys, and now you told her told her my name. Like, what's going to stop her from saying Andrea Zuckerman knows? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was shifty. So out of out of context, that's a scene that could play as very funny though, because it's just Brenda saying, "Andrea, Andrea Zuckerman, <laughs> click." <laughs> 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 And Andrea says, she's like, well, I guess she's not a fan of me. Uh, <laughs> right. But then Brenda, this is the only part that was a little wonky to me. Like, Brenda knows who it is. So I, I guess are they trying to say she finally connected the voice? Or is there something happened that makes her real? Because as soon as she hangs up, she's like, no, but I know who it is. Like, mm-hmm. we don't really get any other context clues in here. So no. unless she just finally, the voice clicked for her. Like, it felt a little forced that we don't really know how she figured it out. Well, yeah, Logan. She, did... I think she knows that she knows Andrea, so she hung up because they said Andrea's name, so obviously it might be somebody from their school, but that's just what I thought. But what do you yeah, think? Yeah, but how would she know exactly who it is? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, maybe yeah, she know it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. She Sorry. says she <laughs> knows right away. After she hung up, she was like, I know who it is. Right. And it was like, it definitely made it seem like she connected the dots because the girl hung up when when Brenda identified Andre. Like it was somehow that was connected when there's no way it is. And Maybe it was like a cheerleader, I don't know. like she knew it was a cheerleader because Andre was like a bitch to them. Maybe that's why that. Maybe yeah, earlier, like that's but, why they did that thing where Andrea like shit on like the Spirit Week thing or something. Mm-hmm. It, but it definitely feels like there's a scene missing, right? Where maybe we yeah. should directly see Andrea like shitting on this girl or something, or right being an asshole to her, or Brenda for the, at at the very least Brenda hearing her voice, right? The way that Dylan did, because that told us who she was, but Brenda right. still doesn't have that information. Yeah, it's I weird. Mean, 
I mean, maybe maybe she just had to narrow down what school she went to, and like once she figured out they went to her school, she was like, "Oh, I know that voice." And was, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of wonky, like you said for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the and only. She thing even I said earlier though that I think it's someone from our school. She you already kind of knew that. Uh, yeah, she weird. figured that part out earlier. Yeah, um, it it really feels like a scene got cut or something that yeah. was pretty crucial to that. Or a line, even just a line that were like, it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't think she said anything. Mm-mm, she didn't. Well, she did at one point say something about spirit. Like, we won a competition. Remember, she said something like that at some point earlier. Yeah. She's like, we won. Because that's when Brenda asked her. It was on the earlier call. Like, do you mm-hmm. go to West Beverly or something? Because she said, remember the girl said we won a competition against our rivals and they were celebrating. Yeah. It was something mm-hmm. like that. So. Anyway, it's odd. Uh, so Brenda figures it out. The next morning at school, we get this weird tracking scene where Brenda's marching down the hallway past random <laughs> students. And one of them is Steve. And he does this like weird look at her and mm. is, like keeps walking. It's an odd choice. I don't, I don't know why they, went, why they did it. But it almost feels like a little bit they were baiting you into thinking Steve was one of the guys. Yeah. Did you get that feeling at all? Yes. I did, yes. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like, she figured it out because she knew who one of the perpetrators were, and if it yeah. was Steve, maybe she would know that somehow because I mean her brother's pretty tight with Steve, and plus you know there's still this whole question hanging over who's this random freshman girl who seems more than just a little shy around her brother. Like I don't know, there's all these weird questions hanging in the air. Mm-hmm. And Steve, I mean, was we? They went out of their way earlier to show that he's super in a spirit week because of the girl. So like, <clears throat> you could definitely see that they're trying to maybe tease because the way he gives the look makes it feel like mm-hmm. we're supposed to think he's like a prick or something. Like he kind of glares down at Brenda as he keeps walking. And it was weird. It was yeah, a lot of weird choices in this episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, all right, so we found out the girl's name is Bonnie. Brenda uh, basically goes right up to her. And, uh, you know, Bonnie, like, she says Bonnie's getting used and this and that. Like, she admits right away, like, she knows who she is, which seems like a big (laughs) no-go. But she's Mm -hmm. all in now. Bonnie basically says Brenda's a jealous nobody in the school, and she storms off. Uh, So this was a pretty intense scene. Again, Mm -hmm. I think Brenda maybe overplayed her hand a little bit, like, going at Bonnie right in the middle of school, basically. But at the end of the day, she is trying to just, like, protect her, like, and get her out of the situation. Yeah, and it's the show doing pretty much the last thing you would expect, which is having Brenda just directly, I don't want to say confront, but approach mm-hmm. this person who she is, she's got figured as the caller, uh, which is taking a pretty big risk. Um, I suppose we don't have a lot of runtime in the episode left, so she doesn't <laughs> have many other choices, but who knows, maybe we'll have a two-parter. You know, like, it wouldn't be totally... Um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wouldn't be totally out of left field, I guess, this early in the run. Logan, did uh, did you see this coming? Uh, it was a little bit more confrontational than I thought maybe she should have been. She should have like been a little bit more sympathetic. But, I mean, I, I think she was sympathetic enough, but I think she kind of came off at first like, oh, I, I'm the person you've been talking to. Like, you need to tell me. You need to, you need to, you know, tell on these people. You need to get them in trouble. So, I mean, but I, I think she came off as a little bit confrontational at first. But, um. But yeah, de- definitely, definitely didn't see it coming the way that it happened. Well, and she knows that Bonnie's like 
going to deflect and get angry. Like, she already did it once on the call uh, mm-hmm. where she's going to, like, throw it back at Brenda, right? And she does it here. Like, it's like, oh, you're just jealous. Like, you're not getting laid, basically, by these guys. So, um, mm-hmm. so we fast forward to that night. We get another Spirit Week win. And, again, we get a little bit of tease with Steve, right? He's, like, walking down the hall. And he asks the jocks, like, what are you guys doing tonight? Uh, and they say nothing special with a smirk, which is a uh, kind of a real low key dig. Basically, say we're doing this trash that's not special at all. Mm. Um, yeah. It's kind of one last tease that maybe Steve is involved before he's like kind of walks off. So now you kind of know it's not him. And now we get our second real questionable decision by a friend. Uh, the first with Carol leaving Brenda and Andre alone in the dark. And now we get Bonnie's friend uh, Julie who is supposed to go with Bonnie to this party. And Julie basically goes like, no, these guys want to leave and I'm going with them. And Bonnie's like, please don't leave me. And Julie's like, no, nah, I'm going to go. And so like Bonnie's now alone in the school in the dark and has to walk to her car. And like, she even just says like, can you just walk me to my car? Like, I think we've seen a lot of shitty people on this show so far. I think Julie is the biggest piece of trash we've seen so far. Like what a shitty friend. Like I know. All right. Teenage girl. The jocks are into her, but like your friend is basically like begging you to walk her to her car in the dark, mm-hmm. and you're like, nah, I gotta go now. Like, how about you make the two fucking jocks walk her out with you? You know, it's it was like real yeah, shit. Really. It was a real shit. I hope Bonnie dumps her as a friend because yeah. it was real crap. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. absolutely <laughs> shitty friends so bad so we go to bonnie's car where the jocks that we saw earlier are waiting they want to celebrate with a ride uh one of his name is george he puts the pressure on he's doing some real creepy sweat sweet talking that you kind of usually get in these scenarios uh but bonnie's basically like no nah, i'm good tonight and uh she says no again and george is like well i guess we got to do it the hard way this time like we did the other night and kind of pushes up on her and that's when, like, an episode of Cops breaks out where they all come pouring <laughs> out of the woods. Uh, stop right there. And George and his boy are screwed uh, big time, and they know it. They're, like, looking pissed uh, because there's, like, six or seven cops come pouring out of the bushes. And we find out that it was because of Brenda and, to an extent, Andrea deliver on the safe. Uh, Brandon's there, too, for some, for some reason. And <laughs> for some reason, yeah. Those are the cops, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and he asked Brenda, like, how did you know? And Andrea says, like, they cracked the case because Brenda's a good listener. She knew that this happened every night, you know, around 10 o'clock during Spirit Week. So we figured if we had the cops ready to go right around 10 o'clock, it was likely it was going to happen again. And it did. So uh, that's it. George and his buddy are arrested. <coughs> taken off. <clears throat> And uh, Bonnie's uh, night is uh, saved and her future saved. Yeah. Um, imp- impressive feat of these mm-hmm. two high school students, uh, Brenda and Andrea, maybe Brandon, to organize the sting um, within a matter of hours. Uh, well, I like how they didn't go back to to Carol because they know she's useless. So they did it on their own. Yeah. I, I was impressed the business they for the, themselves. Yeah. It's impressive the cops listened to them and came. You're like, right. I guess that's what I'm really saying. Or that they sent as many as they did. They had like ten cops there. Right. Mm-hmm. Pulling guns operation. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So well I guess in Brenda's defense, like she didn't know. Like these guys could have been holding her at knife or gunpoint every night. Like Bonnie was only giving so much information. Right. Um, and it's it's rather Again, convenient to the ending of the episode um, that this assault is taking place in semi-public. Um, 
when they bust them. I, I get that that's done for convenience of well, it we sounds like it happens that way every time though. Like Bonnie did say, it was in the parking lot a couple of times. Yeah, so I think, well, I think it was I a trend. Know. Yeah, I, I guess I pictured it, was a student it was... at any point. Like, did she say it was a football player? Any? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think she said I... my my school won something, mm-hmm. and these guys were like celebrating. I forget if she said it was like. Oh, a, okay athlete or whatever yeah i was just trying to think if maybe it was just like a random skeezy person that just happened to be around the school too and was like oh you know you know praying on somebody that's out in the parking lot but i wasn't sure yeah no the way she talked about it was seemed like no what she did say in the beginning it was the first thing she said was this guy at my school okay um, right so they set yeah. it up as a as a peer for like a gotcha. friend or at least <laughs> someone she was into that maybe the first time she kind of let him get a little closer than you know she thought she was mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. One thing I was one thing I was really happy about that they didn't do was not having Brenda go down to talk to her. Like they mm-hmm. kind of hint at it. They're kind of like you're gonna go say something, and she's kind of like no. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would have been like too much to have like the moment of the week like wrapped up with Brenda and Bonnie. Like like we didn't need to see Bonnie. Like, no. Oh, you're right. And you know like like it's Brenda did this because she wanted to protect Bonnie, not because she needed Bonnie to thank her. Right. Like she just wanted her not to be. It was yeah, she wanted I, to do the helpline, right? I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's anonymous. She wanted her to be, get help, and she doesn't need to go down there and then, like, look for the thanks or the I told you so, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, the big hero moment would have been too much for something like this. Right. I'm glad we didn't go that far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wrap up. Brandon's telling Steve that him and Nina are just friends. And nothing, he goes, nothing. Steve goes, oh, you blew it. He goes, nothing was blown. Which is, again, I don't know if they meant this double entendre, but it was quite the line. Uh, Brandon confronts Lucy now, uh, the shy girl, to pay everything off. And he's like, you know, hey, I'm Brandon. And I never got over here to say hi. You have a nice smile. And it really makes her day. So Brandon's kind of saying, you know what? Age maybe doesn't matter too much. And I was into Nina, and Lucy's into me. Like, I'm going to be nice and go say hi. And Lucy's on cloud nine. And Scott walks by, and she goes, hey, Scott. And now Scott's on cloud nine. So the ripple effect is big on this one with wow. uh, Lucy and Scott. So we kind of wrap up everything uh, with a nice little bow from earlier in the episode at the beginning when we saw this girl. You know, I, I think they did a decent job with some red herrings between Steve and this girl. Like, I think they did okay with leading us to a couple different places before paying it off. Yeah, from from that standpoint, I I do agree. Um, I, part of me just wishes the the Lucy character had connected to something other than just being a red herring, because um, she's just so random. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's they just, were just trying to tell, like, um, I mean, I get it. It's, it's very just, much like yeah, setting up like this awkward relationships between girls and guys and what's appropriate and what's not like that's yeah, what the whole thing yeah. felt that's around. what they want to say and i think they just said it in a very sort of messy way um just just because i and again i think this just comes down to the the a plots and the b plots being sort of inappropriate to occur in the same episode <laughs> um again with Brandon pursuing this this older woman and like I I don't know maybe I wouldn't say cut that whole thing out but maybe if they had it as he's just kind of admiring her but it doesn't really go anywhere other than to emphasize his his cluelessness um 
and lack of self-awareness. But the fact that they do this whole thing where oh, she gives him a massage, then it invites invites him over to her apartment. It's just it, it, it's a it's a lot of scenes devoted to something that's just kind of stupid and inappropriate for <laughs> for what the for the other side of what this this episode is presenting. Hello. So in the, yeah, go ahead. Any, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, and I, I think you know, I think Lucy does have a crush on on Brandon, but I, I think she was just you know, I think she's kind of new and nervous around a, a lot of these people too. So I think the fact that Brandon went and talked to her gave her a lot of confidence, and then she was able to you know talk to Scott and say, "Hey, Scott, you know what's up?" Yeah, so I, I think it, I think it did good to like. I mean, I, I if Lucy doesn't hang around, then obviously it was for nothing. And like Tim said, the, the B plot in this episode really didn't go anywhere, so right. it was ultimately pretty unnecessary. But um, you know. I think it was good that he kind of gave her a little bit of confidence so maybe she could talk to the guys in her grade. So, um, but yeah, just kind of a weird storyline throughout the episode, but, uh, you know, kind of funny at points as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they clearly feel like we saw with the Coke one, like with the heavy, heavy stuff, the other side's got to be played for laughs. Like they, they're not to the point where they feel they could put everything heavy handed, mm-hmm. um, on the show. Mm-hmm. So, and this was an intense one. I mean, it was a real, ep- a very real feeling episode, it mm. felt a little deviation. I mean, yeah, we had the side plot was comedic, uh, but even that did feel muted at times because this was so hyper focused. And I think that led to that storyline feeling a little herky jerky a little bit because mm-hmm. this was getting so much time. So in a way, it almost felt separate than the show. Like it almost felt like it was in its own world as an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. But we'll see as we get heavier into the teen issues, if it continues to feel that way. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I thought it was a good episode. I do. I will say it's hard to grade, as we'll get to in a minute, because it's it's almost feels like it's such a heavy topic. You want to give it its mm. due, but that we're also here to critique the show. So it's it's a tough one to get across. Well, we'll talk about it grade wise, but um, mm-hmm. I struggled a bit when it came to that for sure for this one. I did too, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk best scene. Uh, I ended up going with Brenda and Bonnie's confrontation in the hallway. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. It, it, and I will include the lead up to it with, again, the weird sort of where she's walking through the hallway and we, uh, we're looking at Steve and wondering what's up with him. And I don't know, it's a, it, it creates a kind of an interesting sense of not only intrigue, but almost paranoia at the same time. Right. And, uh, I, I thought that was pretty effective. Yeah, I, I'm good to go with that. I, I had written down Brandon's little six questions with Dylan just because I thought that was a hilarious scene. But yeah, that's definitely that's definitely probably the best scene for sure. All right, most important scene I went with uh, as much as I shit on it. Carol leaving Brenda uh, and and Andrea. And well, no, actually, it's the one before that I went with. So it's Brenda defying Andrea and Carol to go back in and get the call. Um, Either one, whatever. It's it's a combo of those. It's it's like Brenda mm-hmm. first picking up that phone with her going back in after mm-hmm. with Andrea. It's kind of those decisions to save this girl's life, basically. Yeah, that that is a pretty important scene. It also uh, will inform Brenda's character going forward. Um, I don't know. I think as much as I shit on it, like. Brandon's pretty open pursuit of this older woman. Um, 
<laughs> kind of gonna we we've joked about that being a theme, but it it really is like, mm-hmm. and it is gonna ultimately mm-hmm. lead somewhere. I mean, way way down the line, but I think that's what because I always take this category as hindsight being twenty twenty right. sort of thing. Yeah, um, I, I definitely went with what Justin said. Just the combination of the after hours phone calls, just the first one going back in and randomly picking it up and not knowing and kind of handling herself pretty well. And then the ones that followed. But, yeah, that definitely was what I went with. All right. Most 90s look. I mean, I don't know if it's even a 90s look or whatever, but I want Brandon's fucking hat. I, I don't know. It's a freaking thing. I, I didn't see yeah, I went with that, and then I just went with the cheerleaders wearing the sweaters and the big pom-poms and stuff like that. I thought they were pretty 90s. All right, most 90s moment, it's more of a thing, but I just went with the concept of the rap line. Like, that's a very 90s thing. I went with uh, Nina, the Accu, um, yes. uh, not puncturist, Accu pressurist. Pressurist, yes. yeah. I just went with the uh, pep rally and the quad. That just seemed pretty 90s to me. <laughs> All right. Best lesson learned. Uh, there is no sex in the champagne room, as Chris Rock once said. Uh, oh I think Brandon learned that lesson hard. <laughs> just because you get a massage doesn't mean you get the, the happy ending that goes with it. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I guess I guess if anybody learned a lesson, he did. Um, thankfully. Yeah, and I think the overarching ep- ep- for the episode is just don't be afraid to ask for help. If you're in trouble, just, you know, reach mm-hmm. out to somebody. All right, best hookup. I, I mean, Don't I, hang I would... up the phone at the mention of Andrea Zuckerman's name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> best hookup, I had gone Brandon and Nina, but thinking back, I'm going to go Nat and Nina. I think that was more more sexual. Uh, yeah, Columbo and <laughs> <laughs> taking off his trench coat. Oh, um, yeah, I went with that too, Jay. <laughs> All right, for quotes, I had two. Uh, she massaged the balls of your feet. That was Steve, just incredulous. And uh, Brandon had quite the line. He goes, probably not now that I'm on the verge of making it with an older lady, he says to Dylan. <laughs> uh, that's like a 60s line, not in the 90s. It really it. is. <laughs> well, I have... Um... This is wrong, but I'm, of course, juvenile. Uh, this is from Andrea. Um, we average about five calls a night from guys your age whose mothers or sisters catch them masturbating. <laughs> yes. Very matter of fact. Can you uh, imagine calling about that? That's insane. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but the only two I wrote down are ones that kind of already about mentioned. But uh, when Donna said that's not all she lost in the seventh grade and then... Yeah, <laughs> but Brandon saying nothing was blown was pretty good. So those are two I have. <laughs> All right, and uh, final grade. I don't. I don't know. I struggled with this one. The most I could compare it to was like the first couple, Tim, that we talked on, which were a little mm. more dramatic. Uh, I don't know. I went five and a half out of ten. I just, it felt very middle of the road. Um, the B plot was not very good, but I also didn't want to ding like the main plot too much because of how what they attempted to do was pretty important. So like, I, I didn't want to lose sight of that, that they should deserve credit for going in on such yeah. a topic and concept, but that doesn't mean it necessarily made for like great TV, the way it was executed. Yeah. And you know, really, um, I don't think they use the term date rape or acquaintance rape in this episode, but it really is what they're talking about. Um, right. 
whilst making it very explicit that there was no he said she said like this girl really i mean she she was straight up assaulted yeah um and i mean that's yeah pretty heavy ground for for a 1990 teen sitcom to be not sitcom drama to be trying to cover and I think they did a, a decent enough job handling that issue. It's just some of the stuff around it is, like I said, I, I called it sort of messy. Uh, as a whole, the, the episode is it's just fairly disjointed. So I, I think I five and a half sounds about right for me, too. Yeah, and I, I don't have as much of the context as you guys do, obviously. But uh, I went six just because I thought this Brenda stuff was really good. I thought she really uh, shined in this episode. But, you know, like you said, this other stuff kind of just kind of weighs it down. Or, you know, if, if it had been a lot more serious like the Brenda stuff, it could have been a little bit higher. But I went six. All right. Real quick, let's hit our trackers before we get out of here. Here are the songs that were not in the episode that should have been. <clears throat> uh, get Up by Tektronic. Or Technotronic oh, was uh, song. the song when the cheerleaders are first performing. Chocolate by the time was the second song the cheerleaders are performing to. Since I Met You Baby by Ivory Joe Hunter was the Nina and Nat erotic massage song. <laughs> and then uh, Devil or Angel by the Clovers is when Anita's talking to Brandon at the Peach Pit. So there you go. Okay. Character debuts. I, I, I noted quite a few here. Usually, Logan, if you know someone gets a name, we count them. So we had yeah. Carol, the, the rap line supervisor. We had mm-hmm. Nina, the masseuse. We had uh, Lucy, the student. We had uh, Big Big Dick, Richard. And then we had uh, <laughs> Bonnie. We had Julie, who was Bonnie's friend. And we had George. And then I guess I'm going to put it as George's friend. We don't ever learn his name, but. Okay. Rapists. Fucking uh, Julie. <laughs> Rapist one and rapist two. Um, Relationships. I'm gonna put Nat and uh, Nina. Uh, go ahead, Tim. Yeah. Well, just aloha to our new characters. That means hello and goodbye, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. None of them. Have I guess the ranking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that bitch Julie followed you to this pod. There too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. <laughs> and then places and things, I went with uh, just a teen line office was kind of the only other new place that popped up for us here on the show. Yeah. Yep. I, I guess I don't know. I had Nita's. We'll go with Nita's, Nita's house. They're fond of reusing exteriors of these one and done locations. So perhaps we'll see it again. Um, for All right. Else. All right, let's do our character ranking for this episode, um, and then we'll do our uh, tabulate our overall. So, yeah, last episode we had Jim Walsh number one. He's obviously going to take a little dip. So, yeah. who well, do you see Well, Goose because being... he's gone, and this one all together zero. That's right. Is that an auto? Is that what we decided? Auto That's zero. That's what we decided. Yep, no show. You get zero. All right. So, did anyone else no show? Just him, right? And Jackie. Jackie uh, yeah, well, yeah, we added Jackie to the list, so okay, she's out. She's gonna, she's gonna eat a few zeros, I guess, for for a while because she's not like a regular character. All right, they get zeros, uh, and then below that, I would put Donna. I think mm-hmm. she had the one good line, but yeah, she didn't really, she didn't do anything after that, actually. Yeah, I mean, Donna and Scott are always kind of in contention for last. Um, I had yeah, Scott, then Scott. Donna, but it's not like it really matters. 
Scott actually felt like added more to the episode with the Lucy stuff, at least. Mm. Yeah, and, and talking through it, he, he kind of did have yeah, some I, I, contributions. I All right, so would that. you put Carol below... Uh, this is Carol. Cindy below Nat? Mm. For this one? Hmm. Probably, I, because what hmm. does Cindy really do here? Not much. Yeah, at least Nat can, can connects uh, Brandon to Nina. So, yeah, I'd probably put Carol below uh, Nat. Cindy. It is Carol Parner, but Cindy. Cindy, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, so Cindy, then Nat. And then, I guess, David? I have David next, yes. Yeah. Mm. All right, and then Steve or Dylan or, or Kelly, I guess. I went Steve. Yeah, he didn't do much. It says be a red herring. Mm-hmm. All right, then Kelly. Then Kelly. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And Dylan. I actually have Brandon because even though he was a stronger, he, he was in more scenes than Dylan. I thought they kind of sucked. <laughs> so <laughs> so okay. I had Brandon actually below Dylan. All right. So then Dylan and then Andrea, then Brenda. Yep. <coughs> All right. So yeah, big Brenda finish. definitely deserves the top spot. All right. All right. So while I uh, tabulate our numbers, would you, uh, Tim, like to talk about what else you got going on out there? Well, sure. Uh, you should check out our sister slash affiliate podcast networks. Notably, we have the Place to Be Nation pop experience where I uh, was happy to join some compatriots on the sort of revived, I guess you could call it, pop goes to the couch where we... Uh, did a retrospective of the Disney Plus series, What If? So we just kind of blew through all nine episodes uh, of that series from on Disney Plus. Uh, if you're a Marvel fan, hopefully you watch that. If not, um, you know, get on it. Uh, so we kind of gave our, our ranking. We talked about each episode and gave our overall rankings as well. Just a, a good, fun time um, since we didn't do regular coverage of that series as it aired. Um, so pop goes to the couch should actually be continuing. Um, once Hawkeye fires up pretty soon here on Disney plus. So check that out. If you are a Marvel fan, uh, certainly if you're a Marvel fan, you'll want to tune into the Jenny position where Jennifer Smith curates a number of great podcasts for your listening pleasure. One of those being the journey through infinity, which is myself, Jenny, JT, who you're hearing right here on this podcast, and Scott Criscolo. We're going chronologically through all the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Our next entry is going to be Black Panther coming your way very soon. I'm super pumped, excited to talk about that movie just because it is such a milestone. Um, certainly you can find me on Twitter as well. Hit me up. I am at Psych68 on social media. And Twitter is pretty much the, the main social media presence that I am using these days. So uh, tweet me, DM me, however you want to get in touch. I am not hard to find. JT, how are these rankings looking? Uh, we're getting there. But Logan, Anthony, you want to talk about real quick? Yeah. 
Yeah, just here on the no-so feed, I've got Chronoso. I do the ECW portion with uh, Mr. Johnny C, and then me and Roger do From Squared Circle to Silver Screen. Uh, our last episode was on You Cannot Kill David Arquette. I thought that was a real good one that we talked about, real emotional <laughs> movie. Um, but it was good to see uh, Arquette kind of get his uh, redemption. So, um, But on the wrestling feed, I've got Highway to the Impact Zone. It's on a little bit of a hiatus, as we talked about earlier. I'm about to be a dad, so I'm kind of trying to put that one on the back burner for now. But it'll be back probably in the new year. And then uh, the last pod that I'm probably going to record before I ha- we have the kid uh, is going to be Chicken Salad. We're recording that um, on Friday, I believe, this week. And it's going to be on Battle Bowl 93. So... Um, we have an affinity for uh, 93 and 99 for some reason, and they all seem to suck. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got going on right now. All right, very good guys. Yeah, we have lots going on in the North South Connection. <clears throat> if you're new and you're just discovering us, welcome aboard. Be sure to subscribe to the feed, uh, NorthSouthConnection.podbean.com. We have a Facebook page, Facebook.com/NorthSouthConnection. You can reach out to us there if you want to get on the show. We are open to having. Uh, any guests, even if you're not part of our kind of, you know, circle here on the on the feeds, uh, if you're a 90210 fan and you'd like to be on the show and, and join, just reach out to us. We'd be happy to have you. Any new guests, uh, or even if you don't like the show and you want to tell us why and do an episode, <laughs> happy to have you do that as well. Maybe we convince you. As Tim likes to say, we have a perfect track record, a hit rate of uh, c- converting new fans that listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, 100% check conversion that out. rate so far. Check Big it out. Fan. Check it Big out. fan. <laughs> New stuff hitting every day on the North South Connection Podcast Network. All right, here's our final character rankings after this episode. Through nine, we have Jackie Taylor with 13 points. Nat Basuccio with 17 points. Donna Martin with 21. Scott. Uh, was it Scott Scandal. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott Criscola with 29. Andrea Zuckerman. <laughs> uh, so that's our big gap. That's our big bottom four. Because then we jump from... Scott with 29 to Andrea Zuckerman at 52. So it's a big jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those bottom four are going to be playing catch up for a while. Jim Walsh uh, tumbles a bit. He had made up, made up a lot of ground. He was actually, uh, you know, more toward like the, the top end. And now he's more toward the bottom after this episode with the, yeah. with the goose egg. He's at 55. Uh, Kelly Taylor right above at 59. David Silver with 60. And then we hit our top five. Steve Sanders at 64. Dylan McKay in fourth now at 68. Those couple uh, of misses for him have hurt as well. Yeah. Cindy Walsh with 71, holding third place. But then our twins, our main protagonists of the show, are holding down the top spots by quite a bit margin. Brenda Walsh is gaining on her brother with 90. Brandon at 92. So we're getting tight at the top now, where Brandon had a commanding lead for most of this. Mm. Uh, but Brenda has slowly chipped away and, and closed the gap. And Dylan, I think the more we see of him, he'll he'll gain a lot of steam as well. Um, so he's coming hard, I think, in the next few. Yeah, it's it's a real toss-up here in this first half of the season, I feel like. Who would have thought such a gap between Cindy and Jim, right? Mm-hmm. Those no-shows, they, they hurt people, though. Yeah, I mean, like we said, we, we kind of decided over the last couple that, you know, if you're not on, you're getting a zero. <clears throat> I think in the first few, we kind of just ranked them at the bottom if they weren't on. But yeah. over the last three now, we've been dipping out zero. So Dylan got two zeros back-to-back uh, that really dinged him and, and took him down. Now Jim, just when he was gaining some momentum, got the zero there. So We'll see. All right, so that'll do it. We'll be back in a few weeks. We usually here every two to three weeks or so with episode 10. Very excited to get there. Have a little dim sum. Have a little dim sum. We'll talk to you soon. Logan, congratulations and good luck. Talk to everyone soon. Take care.